amen and amen.
has given us breath in our lungs. Lord, we praise you, Lord. You're worthy of our praise tonight, God. We lift up your name in this place, Father.
Oh 
He wants to pour into you and over you. So tonight, won't you respond? Won't you come and heed to that drawing? Go ahead and sing that again.
know that I preached a while back about the prodigal son, about the father breaking custom. That he didn't care what man had implemented. That he broke custom and he ran to meet and welcome the prodigal back. That he took time to make sure that that, that kazaza, that, that jar was not broken. The accusations were not laid at his son's feet. That he wanted to remove all of those and take those from him because he didn't care. Breaking custom isn't us going rogue and wild and, and doing all of those things. And in the same token, holiness and reverence has nothing to do with order of service and the line of chairs. But we become so accustomed to having things our way because it's how we can control stuff. But the moment that we let go and we ask the Lord to have His way and that we truly do trust Him, because everywhere you read in the Bible, you read where Jesus was, there was a crowd. They followed. They pressed hard after Him. When He went into the house and He was teaching and preaching the Word, the crowd was pressed in so tight that the friends couldn't get their, their friend to Him. So they, they peeled back the roof and they lowered Him down. But why were they so adamant to get to Jesus? Because they understood that He is the King of kings and He is the Lord of lords. And in His presence is where I want to be. But yet we come into His presence as if he owes us something because we took time out of our day to give him purpose and reverence no he don't need our purpose but he does desire our reverence and i want them to sing this song again because is he truly enough for you because i promise you he's calling you he's drawing you you didn't get here tonight and you're not watching by accident. It was ordained and orchestrated specifically by the Holy Spirit because He made this time just for you. I don't know about you, but I don't care about custom anymore. I want to see Him have His way. I want to see Him deliver and restore and redo. I want Him to just move tonight. So I want them to sing it again, and I promise you, he's drawing. If you'll respond, you'll receive. You'll receive from him tonight. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about what's going on. This is you in his time, because he set it up just for you. Just for you. Sing it again, and let him touch you tonight.
Jesus? When are you going to worship him for who he is? When are we going to quit expecting things just to happen and expect him to have his way and take control? When are we going to let go of our selfish desires and our motives and we come to him with an empty heart and a humble and pure contrite spirit and we say, Lord, I don't know how, I don't know when, and I don't know where, but I know that I want you to have your way. enough for you we're talking about the one who who dropped everything to take on the form of man to die in your place for us to show up and have some kind of formality and fit him into our schedule and again we show up as if he owes us something for giving him our time He's enough. He's enough. When I was on my way to a devil's hell, I didn't need a song. And I didn't need excitement. I needed a Savior. And He's all that I've ever needed. And God forgive me for making it more than about just you. When Jesus touched the woman at the well, she ran, she left her water pot, she left what she came with, her own desire, her own way to draw water out. And she left it at the well, and she ran and she said, come see a man. And yet we've come into his presence and we walk out and we don't tell anybody about Jesus. We don't tell them anything about him. We take what we came with and we carry it out of here. Tonight, he's here to change it all for you change it all for you for you to leave this place a new person a new being a new creature restored and, and revived in Christ Jesus so I'm asking you tonight is he enough or do we need to sing another song or do we need to have Dennis 
build the drums up to make us get excited. There's, we should be so excited to be in His presence. When you came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you were full of excitement and zeal. You were ready to tell the world about Jesus, but something happened. We became programmed. We became accustomed to having our chairs lined up and having her make announcements and them do three songs and let's sit down and hear a 30-minute message and go home and go about our merry way. But I'm telling you tonight, it's all changing. I told you this morning there'll be a time come when those doors open and people come running to the altar they ain't an instrument playing there's not a message being preached there may be people standing around talking about the weather but they come to see Jesus they come to have their need met and they come to fall at his feet it's about time that the church get back to the altar and get prostrate before the Lord and ask him to forgive us to search us and to know us and to, to allow us to just be used by him So I ask you one more time, is He enough for you? If He is, we would respond with reverence. We would fall at His feet and worship Him for who He is. I don't, I don't know what they got planned to play. I don't know. But I don't feel liberty to go on and preach right at this moment. I want the Holy Spirit to have His way. However you may feel, you want to pray right where you, you want to cut. I don't know what you, what you want to do. If you want to lay on your face before the Lord, then I suggest you get on your face before the Lord. Don't worry about the cameras. Don't, we don't have a time slot. We ain't paid for no airtime anyway. Have, let Him have His way in your life. I remember when I used to come into service when I was a young boy. There was no real starting time and there was no real agenda. But I remember coming into prayer meeting. Every single service, I would hear people calling out to the Lord. And I want you tonight to begin to call out to Him and to let Him minister in your life and to move and have His way. Because He desires to do so. He desires to do so. So wherever, however you feel need, if you're watching and, 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 and you need us to pray with you about something, feel free to comment and, we, and we'll do so. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ is enough. And if He can't make you bow in worship, if He's not enough for you to get on your face before the Lord, if He's not enough for you to cry out for forgiveness, if He's not enough for you to lift your hands in reverence and worship and praise Him, then I don't know what something's wrong. Something's wrong. So just respond however you feel. Just wanna see you and go. 
we become so programmed and if the least little thing is off we think the Lord can't move something as simple as the chairs aren't in any kind of order sure that some people may have come in tonight or seen and thought, my Lord, what's going on here? And that's exactly what I want to be said. Every time we leave, my Lord, what is going on? I so desire to get back to the simplicity of just telling people Jesus loves you. To see that hurting individual and to be an open arm for a hug or a, a hand to help somebody along the way. But we become so busy. God forgive us. We don't need all of the fancy stuff. Thank God for it. He is enough. He's enough. He's our healer, our sustainer, our comfort. And he is so good. Even when we've done him wrong, he's standing right here waiting. He's enough. Noah, you can stay right there, and if you want to keep playing, that's your business. But. I want, to, I want to deliver this. Not only as a challenge for us, but a challenge for you guys that watch. You might want to turn this thing down a little bit. I feel like I can hear my saliva. I know that I, I call him my friend. I've never met him in person, but, and I don't know if he's watching. He may be or maybe not. But I listened to some of the podcasts from, from Brother Michael Jakes, and this is his heart, this is his cry, and it's not only his and not only mine, but there are, there are many thousands upon thousands of people all across this nation. We thank God for the miraculous salvation that took place this morning in the young lady's life. 
here. We thank God for the salvation that take, I believe it was a young man in, in, in his life in Yadkinville today. But just that for that one, there are, there are tens of thousands of more. And we rejoice and we celebrate. But when we've made it about lights and, 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 and order and, and song selection and, and crescendos and modulations and all of this stuff and, and got to have everything just right and we've excluded the Holy Spirit, we've messed up. He's enough and He's all that we need. And we know that in that name of Jesus that there is power. And in fact, we talk about it all the time, but do we realize the very power that's in that name? And we say it so nonchalant. At the mention of His name, the enemy trembles. And I'm going to tell you right now, you might not even know the Lord is your Savior. And if you watch this, I want to tell you, when you get in trouble, they know to say, Jesus, help me. Because in that name, there is so much power. Not only the saving power, but the keeping power, the sustaining power. There's power in that name. And we say it just flippantly. And we throw it around like it's some kind of just toy. There is power in that name. That name's to be revered, shared, honored. Because of that name of Jesus, you and I have access. We have the privilege to come and pray or pray wherever you may. We have that privilege because of the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 45 says, And so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. But then Jesus came. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. He made you alive, Jerry. He made me alive, Jason. When I was dead in sins and trespasses, He quickened my soul. And it's because of Him that I'm alive. He is my advocate. I mentioned this this morning. And 1 John 2 and verse 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Arlene, you can lay your head down at night in peace and knowing that I've got Jesus calling out for me. Been a rough go. But he never forgot your name. He never not seen your struggle. And he called out for you every single day because he loves you that much. He's almighty. Revelation 1 and 8 says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. Saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. There's nothing like Him. And you can search to fill that void with, with whatever it may be, with time, with, with entertainment, with activities. or I don't know what you want to fill it with, but I want to tell you there's nothing like Him. And we are in His presence tonight. As sure as I'm standing here, we're in His presence. And He's moving in this place. He's not finished. 
And I don't have to think of some catchy phrase to give to you. I don't have to come up with some hook. I don't have to come up with some big remedy or some, some big cliche saying to get people to come to Jesus. His power is enough. His drawing power is enough. John 6 and verse 32, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. I'm sending the true bread. He's here. He is my portion and he is my sustainer. Psalm 118 verse 22 is the stone, the stone which the builders rejected or refused has become the stone or the headstone of the corner. And when we build everything from him, everything I promise will work out. It's not that he's not available, but yet we refuse him. There are people, and listen, there are people who didn't come tonight because they had something more important to do. And that's their business. But I want to tell you, there's nothing more important than coming together with my brothers and sisters in Christ and revering the name of Jesus. I said it this morning. He gives and he takes away. Whatever is more important than him, you, you, keep, you keep making it more important. Watch out. In fact, when Christ was born, Isaiah had prophesied in Isaiah 9 and verse 6, said the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I can tell you this right now, a program will not deliver anybody's soul, but Jesus will. But Jesus will. Romans 11 and 26, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer. He, Christ, came to make us, to set us free. Not to be in bondage, not to be captivated by the things of the world, not to struggle through life, not to wonder what will happen tomorrow, not to be tormented and vexed in our mind, but to be free, to walk in victory, to have peace in mind, to have a peace of mind. And we don't need anything else. It's, it's, it's not, uh, or I'm not certain where, where the idea has come from that we have to create this stuff, that we have to one-up last week when He is all that we need. He never changes. And what you're feeling or what you have felt or what you will feel tonight, you can feel it every single day. But will we surrender to Him? Will we make ourselves available to Him? Will we lay it down at His feet? What in the world could be so uh, important or gripping that you would not let go and trust Him with it? When we read the Bible, we see the great multitude showed up. They showed up every time he was around. They showed up when he taught or when he preached. They came. They wanted to hear. They wanted to see what was going on because he changes men and women. But something's happened over the century. Something's happened over the years. Something's happened over this year. It has given an excuse or made people's excuse valid to stay away. But what, what has happened? Why have we denied being in the presence of the Almighty God? Sure, you can be in His presence at home. You can. And there are some folks that I understand, but there are some folks that just don't care. And that may sound rough, and that may sound very blunt, but it, it's the truth. I'm not here to paint a pretty picture. I'm here to tell you the truth. If he's not enough for you, there's a, a huge issue. 
a huge problem. It's his word that says in John 10 and 11, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth life for his sheep. People are looking for signs, and, and yes, the, the Bible talks about signs, and it warns and all of those things, and talks about the signs or the ends of time or whatever, and people can tell you about blood moons right now, they can tell you about disasters, they can tell you what numbers signify, they can even tell you what names mean, but I choose to look to Jesus Christ and his finished work at Calvary, because I don't need a prayer shawl, I don't need to be baptized in the Jordan, I don't need for someone to blow a shofar, I don't need the wisdom of men nor can intellect a man teach me about the things of God Jesus said in John 8 and 58 verily verily I say unto you before Abraham was I am I don't know what you need him to be tonight, but I'm telling you that he is the healing for the sick. He is the head of the church. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the peace for the storm. He's the comfort for the trouble. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He's the redeemer of all who will believe. All. There are no stipulations. He said, for whosoever shall believe shall be saved. You are blessed because of Jesus. You are comforted because of Jesus. And you are protected because of Jesus. So why are we not praising him? Because we refuse to. We refuse to. The church has refused to praise whom they say they adore. They refuse to worship in whom they say they have believed. They refuse to give time to who they've asked to save their soul. They refused him in order to fill it with garbage, with whatever it may be. Listen, I'm, I've been guilty before. We get so consumed with us, we're so selfish and self-centered that we cut Christ out and we only use him for a lucky charm. We hang them on a cross around our neck and we, we do all of this and at best, if that's all you got, you just got a fancy symbol going on. Stop. Stop trying to figure everything out. Stop trying to impress Christ because he's not impressed with our filthiness. Stop trying to impress him with your talents. You might can sing the roof off. Praise God for it. But he's not impressed with that. What he desires is a surrendered heart to him so that he can mold you and make you and use you wherever you may be. Stop coming before him half-hearted. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop bashing your brother or sister. Stop, stand still and see that he is God. Stop talking about the saints of God and start praising the name of Jesus. John 1.29, John stopped. Jesus stopped John in his tracks. But we won't stop and give him the time of day. We think that if we wake up in the morning and we spend three minutes and we say, Lord, help me to be a good believer today. Help me to be a good follower of you. Lord, let me glorify you in all that I do and say. And we think that's just terrific. But we won't stop and give him our time. We won't stop and reverence him. We won't stop and seek him for his king, not only his kingdom but his righteousness. But John stopped. He saw Jesus coming and he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. John wanted to bring attention 
attention to who was coming. Everybody, you need to stop and look. This is not just a man. This is the man who come to take away the sin from the world. You and I have that same Jesus that stopped John in his track living in our hearts. And this should be the same cry from our hearts. It don't matter what color. It don't matter what nationality they are. It don't matter how, how what their social status is. Everybody deserves the same Jesus. He is still our strength when we're weak. He's the reason for our dance, our run, our joy, our shout, and our song. But I'm afraid us Pentecostal folk have been too busy shouting and we forgot what we were shouting about. We forgot what we were shouting about. I'm telling you tonight, I know that he's been changing. I know that he's been moving in your lives in a glorious and miraculous way. But I want to tell you, Jesus is enough. He's enough for me. I, I said, I, I believe I mentioned to the council, and I know I said it to Wayne the other night, and I've said it the summer before. I don't care if we ever build another building, but I do care if we don't reach another soul. I don't care if we grow to 130 or 130,000. Whatever the Lord desires, then have your way. If you want us to have one building or 20 buildings, that's his business, not mine. My focus is to preach the word of God and to proclaim that he is king of kings and lord of lords and to love those that he sends here. I don't care where they come from. I don't care what they look like or how they talk. I'm telling you right now that Jesus is enough for me and he's enough for whomever may come. And I want to tell you tonight, you need to be praising and worshiping him he desires your humbled heart he desires your surrendered heart so that he can begin to use it and make it I said this morning there's some folks that laid promises down and you've left them you've left them he didn't leave them you've left them I know, I, listen, I laid, I've laid it down before. I said, with 17 years, the Lord spoke to us. 17 years later, what, what the Lord spoke to us, it, it, it took place. But in that 17-year span, I lost focus. I laid things down. I forgot what God had promised because I began to make it more than about just Christ. And I wish I could stand here right in front, right behind this pulpit and tell you since August of 2013 that everything's been hunky-dory and I've just been right on track. I bet I'd be lying. I wish I could tell you since last March that I just knew it was just going to be all right. But I'd be lying. But I can tell you this. He's enough. He's enough. I don't know if you, if you want to play anything, but I just want to spend some more time tonight just worshiping him. And if, if, if you need to leave, then that's your business. That, feel free to do so. But I want to spend some time just worshiping him and being caught up in his presence. So whatever that song was you were singing, I hope you can do it again. But if we could just stand and worship him, Hear these words. Let us not make it about us anymore. And while you're standing, if you want to look to your right or left or behind you, you don't have to go back there, but just pray for the individuals. 
those people that are around you. Because if you have not recognized, we're a family. And we need each other. And we need to be lifting one another up. Because the Lord is going to place you in front of people that you're going to get to share. He's all you need. And you're going to get to miraculously watch people's lives be changed. From, from Morganton to Myrtle Beach to West, West Virginia to Denver, North Carolina to Charlotte to wherever you may find yourself. Brooklyn, New York, Brother Jake's. Or where are y'all at in New York? Pine, what? Pine Ridge? Pine City. The Caparicio. I know, I just butchered your name. I'm sorry, Jim and Kathy, but there. Or the California. Listen, you're going to watch him change people's lives. You're going to witness this. You're going to see it take place if you'll share him. You're going to see those folks at work. Uh, 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 be humbled and, and broken and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ if you'll share him because he's all they need he's all they need so let's take a little time tonight and worship him as he sings go ahead I'm sorry 
When I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sing another soul, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. And I'm sorry. When I've come with my agenda, I'm sorry. But I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never says take me back to where it all started or where we started that passion that drive sing from that hope play from that Noah Terrence preach from that where it all started Dennis lay it out there from that place where it started Israel and Ashley. Ashton might get mad for me telling, but he's going to be doing it too. <laughs> Lay it out there from that place where it started when you were on your knees, broken. Because it makes it raw and real. It don't have to be all dressed up. Never let me forget it. That's what people are striving for. That's what they're hungry for. That's where you sing from. That's where the anointing flows from. Because it's all stripped down and it's raw and it's real. And you know that you've got the answer. And you know that you desire that they hear. will continue to grow and explode when you minister from that place of passion and that place that you met Jesus and forget about all the learning. It was good and it was needed, 
but God called you to be you and he placed a calling in your life and an anointing on you that can't nobody teach and can't nobody take away and you and Melissa will be used in a way that you have only desired and he's about to begin to work it out you've dreamed about it and you've cried about it and I'm telling you Terrence he has a passion and a call placed in you and don't be afraid to let it out Those places you play, prayed for, Israel, where do we pull this trailer to? The Lord has shown you some places, and you ain't even told nobody yet because you thought, oh, I don't know about all this. Follow where he's tell, telling you to go. And it don't matter where it's at. If he's led you there, he's already prepared people's hearts to receive the word of God that's been placed in you to pour out and to speak into people's souls. Ashley, don't you be afraid to lift your hands and to speak the name of Jesus because I'm telling you for such a time as this, he has prepared you and he has made the way. For Dennis, you and Leslie, those cries and those tears and the, and the planning and the stressing and all of those things that go along with, listen, if you ain't never taught kids, it's crazy. But all of it's worth it. Every soul that you've watched come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, for everyone that you've prayed for and everyone you'll continue to see, it's all worth it as you continue to minister from that place of passion that the Lord brought you from. And don't stop. It's going to be full back there. It's going to be full in here. I don't care what they say. I don't care if they say it'll never happen again. I'm going to tell you what God says is final. And the day, and listen, it's coming very soon. And when you walk into this church, they ain't nobody going to know what, they ain't going to label it any kind of church. It's going, they ain't going to know who's the majority. They don't know if it's a, if it, the majority's a, a white person or a black person or or Asian or Hispanic or everything in between. None of that matters. Jesus is all that we need. And when we begin to share Him from a place of passion and we begin to love as He loves and sees as He sees, you'll quit looking at the exterior and you'll see a soul that needs salvation and you'll do whatever it takes to share Him. Lakeside Church, hear me clear. Today is the day that custom has been broken and it will be changed forever. I'm hungry, Terrence. I'm hungry to see more. I could probably preach for about another hour, but y'all might not be standing here. I want to tell you something. God is good and He's faithful. Nothing any of you have done, and I may have missed some people's names, nothing you've ever done for the Lord is in vain. Nothing. Y'all might come in next Sunday and y'all might witness a prayer meeting going on. Who knows what's going to happen? I hope you do. I hope you walk in and these people up here just, just letting it out for Jesus. I hope he interrupts your schedule next Sunday or Wednesday when you come in from a tired, dreary day of work. If you've never ministered from up here on a Wednesday, it's tough because people are tired. I hope you come in Wednesday and you feel like you got a shot of energy when you walk through those doors. 
I hope you come in Wednesday and you find a, a full breakout of just praise and worship going on and, and people surrendering their hearts to Christ. That's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for the Lord to do something we ain't never seen before. I'm praying for the Lord to let us leave this place every single time and say, I ain't never seen it like that. Every time. He still does the impossible. What we've experienced tonight, that passion, that, that sure, raw and real presence of the Holy Spirit, I, I can tell you, if you'll come with an expected heart, you'll receive it and, and feel it and experience it every single time. We love you guys. And we know that we need you. You know that we, uh, I want you to know that we, we know we need you. We want you to know that we need you. And if you come in and your chairs are, are a little different, don't worry about it. Ron Coco, it, I will make sure that they have two means of egress. Don't you worry about me. Ron was messing with me. He wanted to know why I had this. There had to be another reason. He wanted me to tell him. I said, you'll find out, man. You'll find out. But thank God for whom he has sent. And we thank him in advance for what is going to happen and what's going to take place. We love you guys. Two more today. Come to know Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. One by one. One by one. We need to make a t-shirt that says one by one. But anyway, we love you guys. We'll see you Wednesday. We'll have a Bible study Tuesday. Friday or us. Saturday, 7 o'clock, uh, Paris and Mary Beth Reagan will be here. Sunday morning, 10.30, they will be here. No p.m. service. Remember, if you want to uh, join us in 24 hours of prayer, it's going on around the world. Uh, I don't mean you pray for, if you can pray for 24 hours, by all means, go for it. But it's one hour time slots. There are times available out there. We have people that are joining us from, from Washington State, uh, uh, all through from New York to, to here in North Carolina, obviously. But listen, there is something that happens when people begin to pray and pray from a place of passion. What? More of you Mondays is tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. It's a good time for the young folks to be fed spiritually and physically. But be blessed and we will see you soon.